Good morning. Welcome. Wow, most uh, high schoolers and, sitting, and middle schoolers sitting in the front row. Awesome. Oh, there's a reason, right? Yeah. If there's no special reason, you guys don't sit in the front row. Oh well. It's all right. I know there was. You all wanted. You all wanted to be back there. I know. I know how this works. But I'm glad you're here. And that I'm glad you're all here this morning as well. And as uh, people are making their way in, let me just uh, share a couple things with you this morning. First of all, I um, want to welcome uh, Sarah Perotti, who is going to be leading us in our worship this morning. Sarah will be sharing a little bit later in the service about a little more about herself and uh, uh, her ministry and things, so that'll be coming as well. And she's from, right now, at Risen King, correct? Mm-hmm. And that, so she's traitor, whatever. No. <laughs> Don't tell Tim I said that, please. You'll <laughs> see it on tape. Oh, well. Um, anyhow, so uh, we have that. Um, also, our um, uh, Mexicali, Cali, Redding Cali, whatever you guys call yourselves, uh, will be sharing with us this morning as well. So they'll be bringing their testimonies and things uh, with that. So we have all that planned for you this morning. Let me just uh, share with you this. The only announcement I have for you is just a reminder. Um, actually, two things. Next week, so you can decide if you want to be here next week, I'll be preaching. So, don't you say it, Ron. See it. All right. And Joe's already saying it up here, so you're covered. Uh, anyhow, and so the second thing is, is that the uh, Sunday after that, Derek Willis will be preaching, and to show my support, I'll be at family camp. So. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, anyhow, yes, so just a reminder that we will be at family camp in two weeks, and there's about 100 of us or so uh, going to be up there, um, uh, adults and kids, so just make a note of that. But there will be um, service um, here as well for those of you that won't be attending family camp. So those are the only announcements I have. Uh, you can check over uh, tacreading.info uh, for those announcements and others and other things that pertain to you as well. Or uh, you can take a look at that little bulletin you were handed when you come, came in this morning. Just a reminder too that uh, tithes and offerings and things, we have the boxes on the back wall. We don't pass the, the basket anymore. So if you have a tither offering, you can put it there on the back wall or you can go online and give at tacreading.info and do that. Okay. That's it for the announcements. We have a um, scripture reading this morning that I think will be appropriate out of Matthew uh, 28, verses 19 and 20. So if you would stand with me, let's read this together. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we come here this morning to worship you in spirit and truth. Pray that whatever distractions and things that we have in our minds that would want to rob us of that, Lord, would just, your, your spirit would just empower us to set those aside, to focus solely on you, to focus on our worship of you, that all that we do here this morning will bring you glory and honor and praise the highest. Bless our worship team as they lead us in our songs of praise to you and adoration and thanksgiving. Bless our missions team as they share what you have done through the, the week that they ministered here in Reading. And Lord, may we all be encouraged, may we all be stimulated, may we all be challenged in our relationship with you as we journey through this together this morning. So I give this to you all in Jesus' precious name. 
Amen. All right, let's sing together, Sarah. Yeah. Let's turn our eyes on Jesus together this morning. something a little different, I think, and we're having 
worship mixed with testimonies of what God's doing. And um, I'm grateful that I get to share with you a little bit of who I am and what I've been up to. Um, so thank you first for having me here with you this morning. It's such a gift to see how God is moving in the different expressions of the local church in Reading and around the world. So thank you for having me. Um, so I have been serving um, in Manchester, England, um, the northwest of England for the past three and a half years um, with an organization called Pioneers. And their vision is to reach unreached people groups with the good news of Jesus. And I wanted to share a verse um, with you this morning, kind of to give a brief framework of, of what God's doing. So it's from Acts 17, 26 to 27, where it says, from one man, God created all the nations throughout the whole earth. And he decided beforehand when they should rise and fall. And he determined their boundaries. And his purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. And um, I get to witness some of this in Manchester. Um, I've seen that God has allowed a movement of people from many different nations. And he's done this with the purpose that people would seek after him and that they would find him. And um, people from all over the world have come to find their home in Manchester, um, whether that's for work, whether that's for studies, whether they're seeking asylum or refugees, whatever the reason there in Manchester. And so if you come to vin visit Manchester, which you're all invited and welcome to come, um, if we go on the bus or take a walk in the city center, um, you're going to hear all these languages all around you. You might hear Russian, Chinese, um, Spanish, Arabic. You just, there's all these different languages just walking down the street. And I think it's amazing because that's just a representation of all the different countries and people from different nations that are, are in this city, that have landed in the city. Um, and so I think the wonder of this is that we see that God has brought the nations to the city, and he, we believe he's brought these people there with a purpose, that they would come to know who Jesus is. Um, and I wanted to share with you just a quick story. Um, one of the ways that we just reach out and, and serve people um, who are coming and landing in Manchester from other countries, they're having to adjust to a new life in a new place, learn a new language. So um, we have English conversation classes, and one day I was leaving um, one of these classes and there's a lady there. Um, she's from the Middle East and we both needed to go to the grocery store. So I said, why don't we walk together and let's go together. Um, and so um, we were walking to the grocery store and we were in this part of Manchester. So when you come to visit, <laughs> it's um, the street, which we call the Curry Mile. And you're in another world. You're not in England anymore. When you step into the Curry Mile, there's restaurants from um, South Asia, from the Middle East, and it's just a whole different world. Um, and and shops and restaurants. So as we're walking down the street, she told me, Sarah, there's a restaurant from my country. I'd love for you to try the food from my country. So um, we go into this restaurant, and she shares with me this delicious food from her country. And it was amazing to share that little piece of her culture with her, or partake of that, that piece of her culture with her. Um, and then as we're, we're eating, she just has loads of questions about Christianity. She's just really curious about, um, about the Bible, about Christianity. So we were just talking back and forth, sharing what are some of the differences maybe in the way in our faith, um, 
and her religion, what are the differences between um, the Bible and her holy book. And um, she was just asking questions. And she asked me a question that by the nature of what she asked, I just had to share like the full story, like who Jesus is, why he came. And um, as we're sitting there and we're talking, I just looked around and there are all these people from from her country in, in this restaurant. And I just thought, wow, God, like, thank you for this divine appointment. Thank you for this opportunity. Like, there's no way that I could go into her country with the situation with it is right now, but you have allowed her to be here right here, um, and to get to hear who Jesus is and ask questions with freedom um, and know who he is. So um, this is what we're investing in in Manchester, this heart of God for the nations to come and know him and follow him and to see people's lives transformed as they encounter Jesus. Um, And then as people come to know and follow Jesus and worship together and gather together and live missionally together, we're seeing this multicultural multi-ethnic expression of the church emerge in Manchester, where we're worshiping together with brothers and sisters from Iran, from Brazil, from South Korea, from Hong Kong, from um, other parts of Latin America. We're just a multicultural, multi-ethnic expression of the church and coming together to worship and glorify God. And I love another another Bible verse. Um, in Revelation 7, 9, and 10, when um, we see this picture of this eternal reality where people from every nation, tribe, tongue, and language are coming before the throne of Jesus and worshiping him together. And whenever I I hear that passage, like my heart's just like, yes, God, like this is what we're anticipating. Um, But we are living that in the here and now as people from mild nations in Manchester come to know Jesus. And we're anticipating that future reality here and now. Um, so that's some of what we're, in, we're investing in. And there's loads more I'd love to share, but um, for the sake of time, um, that's just a snippet of what I'm doing. And um, if you want to like connect after the service, I'd love to hear your story and share with you more like what God's doing around the world. I know I'm so encouraged. I'm excited to hear from the Mexico team. Um, I'm so encouraged to hear how God is moving among the nations. And so, yeah, well, why don't we... Yeah, let's let's praise him because I uh, what I love about that revelation picture is all these nations are crying out worthy. Worthy is the lamb. Um, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne um, and to the lamb. And um, that's what we want to do today. We want to respond to who God is. And we want to join in with that eternal chorus in declaring his worth and the hope we have in Jesus this morning. So would you stand again as we continue to worship him? Yeah, Jesus, we thank you for the hope that we have in you, Lord. We thank you for the gift of eternal life. Um, Yeah, and Lord, we just want to worship you this morning. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the 
Amen, Jesus, you're worthy. Amen, you can have a seat, and we're going to hear from our team from Mexico. This is my husband, Joe Wise. Um, we led the trip, which was supposed to be to Mexicali, um, but we stayed home here in Reading and um, served our Lord here in various ways. And we're going to tell you a little bit about that today. Um, we spent four days um, staying here at the church overnight and serving um, two ministries in Reading. Um, one was a local church. Um, the Henry Memorial Church, and um, the other was the Good News Rescue Mission. So um, our day, just to kind of give you an overview, our days included, um, so we got here on Tuesday morning bright and early. We went to the church and started shoveling uh, gravel and started looking at the windows that we were going to replace. So this is an example of... <laughs> what the window frames looked like. Um, the church is... One of the few that stayed together when we took them out. Yeah. Um, church is a very old building. Um, it needs a lot of help other than windows, but we could do windows. So um, <laughs> we did nine windows. Um, so we started that on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday, we went to the mission. Uh, and served in the morning and uh, did uh, service at lunch, um, served them at lunch. And Ray, who's not able to be here today, um, did a concert for them at lunch. And that was pretty awesome. Um, and then on, then on Thursday, uh, we went back to the church, continued to work on windows, continued to work on gravel. Um, and... Um, Thursday night, we went back to the mission and did their full worship service for dinner. So uh, every uh, time they serve dinner, they do a full worship service with sermon and songs, and we did the entire service for them. Um, so, and then on Friday, we went back to the church, still working on gravel, gardening. Um, uh, we did uh, trim to their bushes and everything around the church building and finished windows, pretty much. <laughs> so um, it was up until 5 o'clock, 4.30. Um, but we got them all in. So um, uh, that was our week, very full and rewarding. And so you're going to hear stories about uh, the things that happened and how um, our participants grew and changed. and. Um, we want to share that with you so that you could um, partake in that with us. Um, so I'm going to start with, um, there's one person not here this morning, Bella. A lot of you know who Bella is. Uh, she had to go in the hospital last night. Um, and so we're going to take a minute to pray for her as well. But I know she really wanted to share with you all. Um, she just had a great time. And it was really a God thing. Um, 
especially if you consider her health. Um, last year, year ago, we were planning to go to Mexicali and that got canceled because of COVID and she was so bummed. Um, but she also had a cancer diagnosis last year that probably would have prevented her from going anyway. And so this year, she was able to go and participate with us. However, two weeks after the trip was over, her cancer had returned. Um, and so she is back in that battle today. Um, but she, she really felt like this was the thing she wanted to do and we made it happen for her. So I'm really grateful that she was able to do that. Um, so when we were at the mission, just to give you an example of Bella, if you don't know her already, She's very courageous and um, extroverted. And um, so during, I forget if it was during the lunch or during the dinner at the mission, um, there's a place where the people can go smoke. It's this place across the street from the cafeteria. And of course, Bella, that's where she went by herself. Which, <laughs> you know, Ray tried to go follow her. Um, but she went by herself, and she talked to a woman um, that I had actually talked to during, it was dinner, because I had talked to her during dinner, and she talked her into coming back in for the worship service. Um, and so that was really, really cool. Um, she just loves hanging out with homeless people. Um, she's done it on her own as well. We've all tried to tell her to take someone along. Um, but... This is who Bella is, and so I didn't want this morning to go past without telling you about Bella because she was a significant part of the team, um, and she just has such a heart for the homeless and um, just other people in need in our town and around the world. So um, so do you want to pray for Bella? I was thinking um, <clears throat> if we could just have about a couple of minutes and several of you uh, pray out for Bella, who, who know her and feel called to do so, and I'll close.
Lord, we're uh, concerned and, and care for our sister, Bella, and we ask you to remove anxiety from her and to um, comfort her and help us uh, continue to gather around her as her church body. In Christ's name we pray, amen. All right, Connie. everybody. <laughs> Do you want me just to share? Or you were going to ask questions. So I wasn't sure how this is going to go. I have a question go. I want to yes. ask, but you can share first. Okay. I feel like uh, there's two parts to the missions for me. It was um, the first part was like we were doing really, really hard manual labor. And the team was just like perfectly set up, like from the moment we all got here, it was like, just this level of joy and energy, and you and, and Erica says gravel. They're rock. <laughs> it's not gravel. It's true. It's like rock. And the kids are like putting them into wheelbarrows. And now let's see how much I could do. And I'm going to do this. And there was just such such an excitement to do good, to to be there and to show improvement and to give of themselves. And it was just so infectious. I mean, we we're all doing this backbreaking work for a good part of the trip. And um, I think I just, it's just, uh, it's so amazing. And I think that's why I love missions so much is to be a part of a team. You take your eyes off yourself and you're going towards that greater good and you're going to, you're going to work towards that and you can put away the, the differences and you can just do something for Jesus, <laughs> you know, show his, show him um, physically. And then I think that's the first, the first part. The second part was like the, how the Lord, you know, spoke to me individually is that, you know, we have a huge homeless problem here in, in Reading, and it's always confusing on, like, how do we help and what do we do? Do we give them money? Do we give them food? Do we, you know, like the kind of like Yosemite, don't feed the bears, you know, kind of thing. Like, do we feed the bears? Do we not feed the bears kind of thing um, mentality. And um, uh, so when we were there, and I think it was lunch the Wednesday, um, it was so we went from doing a bunch of remodel stuff to coming and, and then working with people and I just had this overwhelming sense of like wow these people are messy these people are not like physically but just spiritually <laughs> this is this is hard this is a hard situation and I actually had the spirit of fear come on me and I was just praying because there was way more t teenagers and children than there were adults on the team and I was like, Father God, you have to help me right now because I, I don't usually feel fear when it comes to people. Um, and so I just felt like that was something the enemy was like. And so I just started praying. And <laughs> the Father said to me, I want you to talk to the scariest person in this room. <laughs> and, and it was this man, and he had skin cancer. He's like this huge, massive, like his nose is getting eaten off of, from cancer. And um, he's like, I want you to sit with him. And I think he was sitting with two other men. I'm like, well, okay, Lord. And so then I'm like, there's, my husband's here. There's other guys. You know, I, I know that the teenagers will, hopefully they'll have my back. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were just happy to dish out the meals. And so I sit down and um, start talking to the one gentleman that wasn't, like this hideous cancer thing going on. And, and the Lord just said, be honest. Like, ask, 
ask the questions, ask the stupid question that you want to say, I'm like, so, why are you homeless? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're so willing to share, and I feel like that there's, the Lord just kind of showed me, you know, he was kind of telling me that there's just a level of that we're all broken children inside, and that if they haven't met the love of Christ, if they haven't met, you know, Jesus, they're going to stay, stay that broken child. And just hearing their stories, it, it was, um, you know, it was a different story than I was imagining was happening with this person. And just be, be, being willing to listen and love and ask hard questions and just, um, you know, I felt like I met a friend, actually, after the second day of being there. And I, um, um, I think the other thing, too, just like that whole team, there was like this theme of like teamwork. Um, the We did the message and Ray did the message, but the, ch the, the children, the teenagers did the worship. None of the adults did the worship. And I thought that was just huge. And I know it spoke to, to the homeless there. And, um, it was just really powerful. I think that, um, it gives you just a desire to do more and how to help and just a desire for people that maybe you don't give time to. Because they look like, you know, don't feed the bears. And maybe we, we shouldn't feed them, but we should give them, you know, the, um, the bread of Jesus, you know, when we go out in our day-to-day -day life and ready. Okay. Yeah. Just a follow-up question. So yes. were you able to share the gospel? Yes. With um, Randy. And um, just he said that he uh, knows, oh, wow, Randy is the one that uh, his dad actually had preached at the mission before when he was a young man. And um, he thought he'd never end up at the mission. I mean, that was the, the worst thing that could happen to him. Um, and and he, I think that there's a lot of like a religious um, bondage that maybe he's overcoming and trying to overcome and he's listening. I could just tell he's listening. Like there's really people that care. There's really people that want, um, you know, you'd have freedom and not just come to my church or, you know, right. do these things and you're going to be okay kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank and you. I told them I don't want to see him at the mission the next time I'm there. Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to see you here next time. <laughs> you could do things. I go, I, you know, just encouraging them that they're loved, that they're cared for it, and to, to make good choices. I felt like that in the time that we had, that was what yeah. the Lord put on my heart. So. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Connie. You're welcome. What was the highlight for you? Highlight. Um, I would say it was getting to know these guys so much, um, all the team. The team was, um, I, this is my first missions trip I've ever been on, or um, even if you want to call it a missions trip, uh, it, I, so. I guess it was. Um, uh, it, we got to sleep all together, so that was kind of cool. That was just pretty wild. Um, yeah, there was a couple, yeah, real loud ones. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty typical. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, did what was something God taught you? Um, well, I would say God taught me pretty much that I, I. He was teaching me this before, but the homeless have been on my heart for my whole life. I think, well, ever since I became a Christian. You know, you'd see a homeless, and it's like, wow, 
what happened to them, what's going on. And, uh, and so it was actually, what, a couple of months ago we had that, the, we had the Good News Rescue Mission come in and, mm -hmm. and it just caught, started stirring in me. And, and so I got a hold of the Dr. Dave. And um, so we, right now we're kind of working with this one gentleman that's on the street and, and uh, just, just getting to know him. And, just, um, and so that kind of started my, and so this was kind of, it was, I wouldn't say it was eye-opening because it was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is what's going on. But it was, it was different because it was good news rescue mission. So that you, gotta, you have to fit kind of a certain protocol there and the mission that Dr. Dave's on is uh, more of a, you don't have to fit a different, a certain protocol. You, you're just out there and you're just trying to get a footing on life. So. Okay. All right. Anything, Any, um, anything else? If I, if I say I got to share the gospel, I got to this, this one gal, uh, she did kind of, and this was that, that same time that uh, Connie was talking to Randy, um, I was talking to this gal and she, um, she had latched on to Ray the day before, I believe, and, and just like, just wanted, she knew that we had Jesus and she just wanted Jesus. And so she was just like, you know, just pray for me. And so I got to do that. So that was, and, and actually, because everybody else was, it was time to go. And so she kind of pulled me aside. And so I kind of went on this five gallon bucket and put her down, <laughs> helped her get down. And, and then people are like, what, what's he doing? And he's, we got to go. And so, like several other people were able to pray with her too. Yeah. Good. All right. Is that it? Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Now we have another song. Um, not until after the song. Well, before we dismiss the kids, um, since it's kind of missions theme this week. Um, something that we do at our church in Manchester is because we have people from all over the world, we, we sing lots of songs in different languages. And I know you didn't get to go to Mexico, but you're the Me Mexicali team. So I thought we could um, sing a song in English and Spanish together today. Um, and um, something that's really beautiful, I think, when we sing in songs from different languages is we really get a picture of the global church. We get a picture that God's heart is for all nations to come and worship him. So I'm going to teach a little bit of Spanish so when we sing the chorus, we can sing it out with full confidence. Um, so um, if you can put it on the screen, it's the Te Alabare, the chorus. Like, uh, sorry, I know I'm throwing you on the spot with Spanish. <laughs> Thank you. That's perfect. You got it. So um, I'll say it, and then if you want to repeat after me. So Te Alabare. That's great. And then, te glorificare. That's a little harder. Te Great. And then again, te alabaré. Mi buen Jesús. That's great. Your Spanish is wonderful. <laughs> Good job. Um, so that's just the chorus. It'll go, te alabaré. 
te glorificaré, te alabaré, mi buen Jesús, which is just, I worship you, I will glorify you, I will worship with you, I will worship you, my good Jesus. Um, so we're going to sing the English first before we try the Spanish verses, so you'll, you'll get the idea of what it means. But this song is a beautiful gift from the Latin American Spanish-speaking church to the global church um, that just says, you're the reason for our joy, for our hope, um, for our salvation. God, we just want to thank you with our praise. We want to worship you. Um, so if you want to stand, and we'll, we'll give it a go. And um, if you want to sing along with the Spanish, feel free to join in. But when we come to the chorus, we all know it now. So, <laughs> so let's join in together.
job on the Spanish. That was great. Um, ch kids, you are dismissed. And I think we have more testimonies and sharing. So you can have a seat for that. Okay, so um, one of the things we did each of the four days is we had a devotional time, and since um, I came up with those devotionals, they are making me share some of that with you. Um, if this was Pastor Sean, I think it'd be a 12 to 15 part series. <laughs> Pastor Bob, maybe 8 to 10. Um, but anyway, um, just want to briefly share a little bit about what we discussed as a team. So we had um, four of these devotional times to to talk about what we were experiencing and learning. And um, the first day, we, in the morning, we talked about um, kind of building off of Pastor Sean's work in Genesis, that um, the Hebrew word for good is tov, and that's used over and over and over in chapter one, right? Uh, God every day kept saying it was good, what he created. It was very good at the end. And so we see that God's creation is declared good by him and we're part of that creation. And then Psalms, uh, Psalm 119, 68, has this statement about God. Uh, the psalmist says to God, you are good and you do good. So from this, we were talking about how God is good, he does good, his creation is good, we're part of that creation. And so often, um, I was thinking as I was uh, talking with the team, we kind of dwell on our sinfulness, right? Our need for repentance, our, um, what we're coming out of when we come to know Christ. And we sometimes don't remember or emphasize enough, I think, that um, God sees us as clean and good now that he's forgiven us, right? And so um, drawing from Colossians 1, 9 to 10, and I'll read that for you. Uh, for this reason also, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And I was kind of emphasizing bearing fruit in every good work. And so if you haven't been on a, a missions trip, and especially a trip like this one where it was very service-oriented and helps-oriented, um, that idea of doing good work um, as an outpouring of our forgiveness and our understanding of God creating us as good creation and forgiving us and making us clean, it's a very powerful um, way to remind ourselves of that in a very intense time, right? And so uh, the team, some of the notes I wrote down and some of the things they shared included that um, that we are 
when we recognize that God sees us as good, we want to serve others and, and show them his love through our good works. And so that was uh, something that came out in the discussion. And then um, <clears throat> the other thing I wrote down is um, it really, we were living that week an application of the pastor's sermons uh, about relationship with God. Remember how he keeps emphasizing over and over, Pastor Sean, and I really like this about what he reminds us of is that we are already in full relationship with Christ. We're as close as we can be to God. It's just we don't maybe understand that. So it's kind of this conundrum because I always thought of my missions experiences as times when, wow, I'm really close to God. I'm feeling close to God. I'm feeling closer, close. And, and Pastor Sean has helped me realize I'm just recognizing what I have all the time when I'm more intensely focused on serving God, right? So that was uh, day one. Uh, day two, which I will share just a little sh more briefly, we wanted to go over uh, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And so I'll read this for you. Um, it is by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For he, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So this, again, we drew out this idea of we aren't doing anything that earns salvation. We aren't doing anything um, that's getting us closer to God. But we are, as a result of having come to know Christ, we are outpouring these good works in our town here, right? And so um, that was kind of the, the main point of our discussion was our desire to help others and to do these good things is an outpouring of our gratitude in our salvation we already have in Christ. So those were a couple of the high points in those devotions. I'll share the other two days here toward the end. And uh, Erica, if you could come up and keep calling on people to put them on the spot, it would be good. All right, Owen. <clears throat> all right, this is Owen, and Hi. I think you have yours all prepared. Um, yeah. Kind of. So, yeah, I really enjoyed the missions trip. It was a really great experience. Uh, I just like doing all the work and all that, and I definitely learned that I have a lot of time on my hands and that I could spend a lot more of it in the service of God and uh, that I ought to use the gifts he's given me uh, for good. And uh, yeah, it was just a really good experience. It was enjoyable. and I think I remember you saying that you had this revelation about not working for money. Yes. <laughs> yes, sometimes. Yeah. That, that was a different experience for you, huh? Yep. Um, and then I have a Bible verse, which I thought related to the missions trip. It's uh, Romans 12, 4 and 5. Uh, and it reads, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members of another. So how would you apply that to the week? Um, because we each have our own gifts and our own talents, and I feel like that verse is just uh, saying that 
uh, we each can use them in our own way and for the service of God in the church. Yeah, and we had lots of people with different talents, huh, on yeah. the trip, and they were all used. So, good point. I'll let you pass that to Matt. <laughs> this is Matt. Good morning. I have two points that I would like to make this morning. The first is from um, Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching. Now, question for you. How many have ever gone on a missions trip, short-term, long-term, or anything like that? Raise your hands. Oh, this is good. I'm impressed. <laughs> because it's, it's been like 20 years since I've gone on a missions trip. And one of the things that, the, that, that I have appreciated is the quality and quantity time you get to spend with your teammates. And, and it's, it's that intentionality that, that you go into it saying, okay, I don't know this person. I want to get to know them. And so even though the disappointment was we didn't get to spend two days driving down to Mexicali, <laughs> we had that free time here at the church. And so um, one of the things that I enjoyed is that I got to meet different people and get deeper into their story, deeper into who they were. I, I enjoyed... Uh, what was your name again? No, Joe, right? <laughs> and Erica. And I got to spend time with, uh, with Mike as we walked the prayer trail. First time I ever walked the prayer trail, you know, and just doing loops and loops and loops. And so just different ones. I got to meet Bella. I never, I know who Bella was, but I never got to sit down and say, tell me your story. Where have you come from? How long have you been a Christian? Why do you wear facial art? You know, and those kinds of things. And she was, she, she got to tell me. And so that was one of the key things that I truly enjoyed, but it was a matter of taking the intentional time to, to use those minutes wisely. And so that is one of the things that I enjoyed about, and, and the teens too. I love talking with Aubrey. We were out doing weeds at the Good News Rescue Mission, and I got to find out all about her. I got to go um, as, as, when are you gonna show the pictures? At the end. At the end, okay. When you see the pictures, you'll see a pile of rock. And, and one of my roles was to make that rock loaves and fishes because we didn't have enough. And so I ended up making a number of trips down to um, uh, the cannon to get rock. And um, so in the process, I got to take some people with me on that ride down. So I got to go with Lydia. She's always a joy and a delight. You know, I just love interacting with her and Ray as well. Um, but again, using that time to, to find out who people are, what their story is, and to be encouraged by that. And that was, was truly fun. And then the second thought that I would like to share is from 2 Thessalonians 3.10. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if you would not work, neither should you eat. <laughs> Now, right off the top, though, I want to say that when we first got to the CME church, I looked it over and I said, there is no way we are going to do three days of labor here. And I was wrong. And, um, but the, the good part about that was is that we found stuff to do. 
Uh, there was a lot, the rock was terrible. And that's just what it was. But there were weeds also. There was trimming. There was um, painting the fence and just different things. And what I really enjoyed was watching not only our, our, our teens, because they just hopped in. They were great helpers. Um, even, even Mark Pitroff said, hey, Mark, I want you to dig some holes for some geranium plants. And he was so excited to do that. I did one, and I said, this, this, this is, I'm too old for this. I'm going to find a stronger young buck to do this kind of stuff. And he was super, super happy to do that. And I also do another Mark story is after we all got all done, took all, we, we loaded up the pickup truck and we went to the dump and Mark got to go with me. And uh, that was quite a, quite a, a task too, but he was just willing to do whatever it was that was asked of him. And so as, as was stated earlier, we made it right up to 4.30 and I think I got in at 4.25 from the dump. So I wasn't to blame for being late or slow for our, for our final evening. But the, the, the fact of labor, and everybody was wholeheartedly wanting to get involved, looking for opportunities to do stuff and asking for things to do, and, and we filled that time. And so just a little commercial. As, as you may know, we have our, our T3 uh, youth program that is set up to earn money for youth events. And so this kind of dovetails on, on Bob Baker's message from last summer is that whole idea of intergenerational connection within the church. What better opportunity as, as we all, and I'm including myself in that now, as we get older, there are things that I don't want to do anymore because it hurts, and it hurts for a couple of days. And so where there are people out there that can take on that hurt instead of me, but what, good, what better opportunity to meet a young person or for a young person to meet an older person and to, again, get the story, get the intergenerational piece. Um, that is what, what, what it was all about. So personally, I didn't see it necessarily as a missions trip. I saw it as a service trip. But in and of that, there were huge benefits to um, everybody who participated and and it was, it was smooth. It, there was no, uh, yeah. it went good. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I give it to Esther. Um, all right. So this is Ezra. Um, he did a lot of work, but I wanted to focus on something specific with Ezra because it was my highlight of the week. Um, <clears throat> so my highlight of the week was one of our devotional times, and I think it was the Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 day. <clears throat> and Ezra <clears throat> started sharing with us about a ticket. <clears throat> and tickets. So could you tell us about your, and it's a, mm, it's a word picture, obviously. But tell us about your tickets. Yeah, um... So I was um, I was thinking about um, how our um, okay. I was thinking about how our um, uh, religion and us being Christians is like tickets. We have tickets in our pocket, tickets to heaven, because we believe in Jesus, and we know that because in the Bible we've seen it, and 
We know it in our heart and our mind and our soul. And I, and I think that if God gave us the ticket and then he just let us use it right away, then there'd be nobody else to give tickets. And what would happen to the other people who didn't even hear or get a chance? They would go away. And, they, they, and God wants many in, in, in heaven and with him. And if we, if we just keep our tickets in our back pockets, nobody else is going to know. But if we share them and we give them and we give them and more and more, God will give us more tickets to, so we can share more. And he will help us. And if we, we give them tickets, God will give them tickets so they can share and so on and so on. And so if we don't give tickets or if we tell them, to keep your ticket in your back pocket, it'll be one and done. And we have to tell them to keep giving their tickets. Not just once, not just twice, but as long as you can. Make that line long. And if you come in groups, the more, then the more people know, the more people feel like they need tickets. They need tickets to go to heaven. And when you tell them about how wonderful heaven is, but then you tell them the journey will be hard, they'll hear and they will listen. And then if they take that ticket, you can, you, they'll feel good, just like you feel good. And you will let them know, but if they don't want that ticket, then move on or keep, keep giving him more tickets. And if he throws away that ticket, give him another one, another chance and more chances, because that's what God did to us. He gave us as many chances as we had. He gave us an infinite amount of chances. So we get angry, we throw away that ticket, but then another one appears when we get happy. It's like we just throw it away and like, but then we, it doesn't feel like we do because we keep it, because we know, because we know. And if you throw it away, then you just keep throwing it away. It's useless. But you can still give tickets, because God will give you more and more. And you will keep it in your heart. And if you keep it, and you don't get angry, or because that's, that, that's where the fruits of the Spirit come in. The more that you're happy and, and, and they see you're happy, they'll be like, hey, I want what you have. I want what you have. And they'll see how happy you are and how, because you know, because you know, and you'll share it with them. And God will tell you, you did a good thing. All right. Thank you. Future preacher right there, uh, Micah. And then worship team, you're going to be up after Micah here. Um, Micah. Yes. So um, what was your highlight? Um, so my highlight was just being around people, basically. Um, 
I grew my faith and everything like that by hearing people's stories. It was very enjoyable to go on the prayer walks, talk with one-on-one -on -one with people. It was very enjoyable. Um, I got to hear people, other people talk. It's very good. Okay. Um, you kind of mentioned, but had, was there anything specific you felt like God um, spoke to you or had you grow in? Um, to speak more instead of just like kind of listen. You should speak more, speak more about your faith, talk to more people. It's a, you should always be doing that. You shouldn't just keep it away, hold it in. You should speak it. Okay. Awesome. Anything else? Nope. All right. <laughs> oh. Great, let's stand again and let's declare the worth of King Jesus. I love that imagery of heaven that you're giving, Ezra. And, um, this this um, song is like kind of pulled like right out of Revelation. It's called Revelation Song. Um, so if we, as we sing this, let's keep that eternal mindset that Jesus we you're worthy Jesus you're worthy um, you're worthy of all the praise all the honor all the glory
we adore you. Sing, we're filled with wonder. We're filled with wonder, awestruck wonder. At the mention of your name, we're filled with wonder. We're filled with wonder, awestruck wonder. At the mention of your name, we're filled with wonder. We're filled with wonder, awestruck wonder. At the mention of your name, Jesus. Jesus, your name is power. a seat and we'll welcome up the next okay so Brian and I got to know each other a little bit right Brian yes <laughs> I think of Brian as the window master and uh, Brian did a lot of work um, always wanting to help us uh, figure out problems how to fix the windows when they weren't didn't quite fit right or the caulking or the or all of that so tell us a little bit about how you enjoyed that Brian. it was fun learning from the older gentleman and <laughs> that that was plural <laughs> and getting to know them better especially with windows and learning how to do them properly yeah yeah, so he was everywhere we needed and uh, always, what can I do next? What can I do next? So Brian did an awesome job. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome. And uh, to finish up the summary of the devotionals on day three, we uh, talked about Philippians 2, especially verses uh, one through four. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, 
maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but in the humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. And of course, that was being personified every day, uh, both in our interactions on the team, right, as well as in service to the CME Church and the mission. And so we were in this intense time towards a single purpose as a team and not our usual routine. And so the, some of the things the team shared about was uh, helping each other, um, like I was just talking about with Brian, um, together getting a lot more done than, than individually on projects, um, learning things like patience when we were tired, patience with each other, patience with the project when that one window I mean, I can't say it in church, but that window from the ho hockey sticks, H-E hockey sticks place, um, <laughs> was giving us all kinds of problems and uh, we got to figure it out, right? So um, that sort of thing, the team really came together. And then the last day, um, we talked about love, about uh, passages like 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Um, and then 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. And so we talked a lot about um, learning from Bella, not to be afraid, watching her interact with, with uh, people at the mission. Uh, we talked about um, alone, this would have been a very scary and hard thing to do. Um, together, it was easy. Um, and working together. And so that's kind of a, just a little summary of our uh, devotional times. And now we have a few more people to share. Erica, and come on up. Amanda. Hi, this is Aubrey. And you have something prepared? Yeah, so... Um, I was thinking, well, first off, it was a really great time. Um, we we're talking about highlights, I think. Um, for me, it was mostly just like being able to accomplish so much practically at the church, you know, being able to really, I mean, it, it looked so different, and I didn't even get to see it when it was fully finished. Um, but I think it was nice to see in the real world, the effects of what we were doing, because um, I feel like sometimes it can feel so spiritual, and, and uh, it was nice to see something physically, um, a result. But then thinking back on the trip, um, I would say at first I was a little disappointed because there wasn't I didn't receive like a great revelation or like a, a really um, new purpose, I feel like, in my faith. And I was talking with the Lord about it. And I was like, why? Like, am I missing something? Did I, um, you know, not give enough of myself? But then um, I kind of like, uh, I, as I was saying it, it was like, felt like sort of the weight of my own selfishness kind of like like it felt like the Lord was just sitting there and, and I just came to this realization that even after the trip I was still looking at myself and I was still thinking well what did I get from this how did I grow and um 
I feel like he just said, you know, look at the, the work that you did. And even though you can't see and you can't see all the effects, you know, the, there was purpose in, in what you did. There was purpose for you being here that was apart from your own growth. And um, that I was able, and, and I feel like then, you know, he was saying you did grow, you did, you did strengthen your faith in, in maybe small ways, maybe ways that you didn't see, but it's still strengthened. But at the same time, you were helping and serving others. And sometimes that, that is the way I use you, you know? Sometimes it's not about yourself. And, and um, so the Bible verse that I picked out um, is First um, John 3, 17 and 18. And it says, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. And again, just really felt like the Lord was telling me that, um, again, it was good to, to love in deed and truth and to love um, in practical ways, but also, again, just to, to realize that I may have these things and, and sometimes I hold them in and and the Lord really exhorting me to, to give of myself more and to let that be the main goal. And um, so to kind of, I don't know, I guess to close, um, I have a quote here from Lilius Trotter. Is her name. She was a missionary in the, the late 1800s to Algiers, and she um, ministered to the Islamic population there. And um, she says... A flower that stops short of its flowering misses its purpose. We were created for more than our own spiritual development. Reproduction, not mere development, is the goal of matured being. Reproduction in other lives. And so again, just that idea that like, I may have this, this wealth and the, this knowledge of Christ, but if I don't share that and if I don't... Um, work that and live that out in my life for other people, then really it's, it's worthless, you know, it's, it's missing my purpose. Yeah, good, thank you. All right, this is Maya. So what was your highlight? My highlight, um, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Oh, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> um, I was really excited to do all of the manual work. I don't know why. I just like th those kind of things just really pump me up. I don't know why. And I'm not really the most like. No, I'm, I'm not like. I don't know a lot about it, but I like learning about it. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? And so, um, but that was really fun. And also um, going to the Good News Mission um, was a really good experience and it was really cool. But um, when I first got there, I was just like, I was a little disappointed because uh, I don't know why I was disappointed about this, but I was like, oh, all these people like have already, like, well, not all of them, I shouldn't assume, but most of these people have already heard about God, and, like, they, they know what to expect, and they're expecting, um, uh, like, us 
the, um, Ray's um, testimony and all that stuff, and they weren't, they, they didn't know exactly like what he was gonna talk about, but they were expecting it, and even like, I was sad because after we had served um, the dinner and stuff like that, uh, a lot of them left when um, Ray came to speak, so I was just like, no, don't go. Why are you leaving? <laughs> but, um, yeah, but it was a good experience. I really liked it. Okay, did you, was there anything that you grew in? Um, one thing that really stood out to me that I talked to God about a lot was, I, I think I was talking to Lydia about this a little bit, um, but there was this point where I was like, well, God doesn't like need me for this. Hmm. You know, he doesn't need me. Like God doesn't need any of us, but the fact that he wants us and he loves us and he's created us for his pleasure and is just really big to me and just like, oh wow, like you can need somebody but not want them, you yeah. know? And so yeah. the fact that he wants us is just like, wow, like he wants us to be a part of his, um, his plan. His plan. And yeah. so I'm like, wow, that's really, it's really great. All right. But, yeah. Sounds good. Yep. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What was your highlight? Um, my highlight was working. Caleb. Sorry. My headache was working on the church, doing some manual labor, also learning how to put in a window. And some of those windows were not fun to put in. And also using power tools. That was not fun either. That was what? scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, was, have you figured out any way in which you might have grown a little bit or learned something? My patience, putting in windows. <laughs> patience, yes. These were um, old, oh, probably 1940s windows. So yeah, fit, fitting is not always easy, right? All right, thanks, Caleb. All right, this is Elise. Hi. Um, so wait, I start with a high. Okay, for my highlight, I'm gonna give a little story of the, at, at the mission. So, you know, we, we had to, um, we passed out dinner. So on the last night that we spent there, we were passing out dinner and it was like lasagna. And then, oh my gosh, no. The, the piece of cake that they gave was huge. It was like a fourth of the cake, of just a normal size cake. They would give a fourth of it. And, and so, but they also had a salad. So, you know, I was handing them out and I went up to this one woman and I gave her her plate and she looked at me, she stopped me before I was about to go get more. And she's like, are there mushrooms in this salad? I don't know what was going through my head. And I said, yes, there are. Do you want me to get them for you? So I started digging through her salad <laughs> and I was picking out the mushrooms and I was just putting them in my hand. I had gloves on, so at least I had that on. And 
she looked at me after I finished, and she's like, I wasn't going to touch it anyway. And, I, and so I, I was so embarrassed, but she didn't judge me or anything. She kind of like laughed at me, and she's like, it, you're so sweet. Thank you, though, for trying. I'm like, that makes me feel better. Thank you. And so I just walked away, and I threw away the mushrooms, and I kind of just stood in the corner for a bit. <laughs> I had to think it over. She's like, what did, why did I do that? I don't know. I don't know why I did that. But I guess that kind of leads into the lesson I learned. A lot of people have been talking about it, actually, like that fear and just going out and so gaining that confidence to overcome that fear of talking to people. I didn't get to talk much, but I'm taking little baby steps, you know, get myself out there and just start talking more because I... I have a big fear, like if I don't know what I'm getting into, then I'm not gonna talk. I'm, I'll just sit there and I'll listen. But just, the, even those little greetings were hard for me, but I was able to, God, I just knowing that God was there and that these people weren't gonna do anything to me. Like I was safe, I'm, I'm not gonna, there's nothing that's gonna happen to me. So just overcoming that and just saying hi, you know? Just realizing that they're people too, and I need to, I can, I can talk to them too. <laughs> Just, yeah. All right. Thank you, Elise. You're welcome. All right. This is Joshua. Hello. <laughs> what was a highlight for you? Um, there was two things actually. So number one, it was nice to do something tangible for God because I know that there's power in prayer, being, or maybe just being me, but sometimes it's not always easy to see that. But I know gravel and I know wheelbells. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> and so that was something that I could see the difference after we were done and I knew it was, it would, or I'm hoping it encouraged the people that went to that church knowing that there are people willing to help them. And two, it was nice to get to know everybody a part of that team. And everybody brought something different to the team, from the, the older gentleman helping with the windows <laughs> to um, <laughs> as was uh, Simon on the tickets. That was really cool. But we all had something different, and it all made the work that much easier. And it went smoother. Good. And um, was there a lesson you learned? or? Definitely at the rescue mission to I'm not the person who trusts people well, and I was always looking over my shoulder like, what, that guy's looking at me like more than twice, why is he doing that? Like, I, and so, and then, well, there's this one guy who like kept watching us, and he like, kind of followed us, and, and then I was like, what is he doing? And then Maya was like, maybe his wife died, and he, we remind him of his kids, and then I felt like a rotten person inside. But, <laughs> but so maybe just to, um, don't assume the worst all the time, every now and then maybe, but not all the time. All right. Thank you, Joshua. Um, yeah, as a, a follow-up, um, you're not coming back up here. <laughs> um, so, um, just so you know, so... Um, we did just get a new couch, and I don't want to sleep on it. So. Oh. <laughs> um, 
a, a small group of us, five of us, uh, so we ended on Friday and five of us went to the church that Sunday um, to, uh, because we hadn't been able to meet the people from the church, um, even the pastors work other jobs, as you can imagine, it's a very small church. So um, they are not funded by their congregation as far as that goes. But um, so we went and um, it was very obvious, um, the appreciation, and we kind of learned through um, what she spoke from the pulpit and things that they were at a point before we came of severe hopelessness. Um, they really felt like, and, and like I said earlier, their church needs major work, foundation work. Um, so it's, um, so they had all of that going on and just feeling like, does God still want us here is the, is the thing that we got from that Sunday. Like before we came, they were like questioning their calling and things like that. Um, after we came, they saw it as a blessing and a sign from God that God is still wanting to work in that church. And so um, it really was, while it was physical work, it was God's work encouraging that congregation and reminding them that God cares. Um, it's, it's huge. I mean, you can say it's physical work, but it was huge spiritually to these people. Um, and they are greatly blessed. And so um, we will try to, we're going to try to go there from time to time um, and fellowship with them, continue that relationship with them. So, what else? You didn't show. We're over time. You did show. We are over time. But again, this is, this is the, uh, the things we took out, the windows. What did the glass look like? We, the glass, well, you see the glass in the, in the slideshow? Some was, it was colored. Some was like PVC replacement. And yeah, some was some boards. Was some of them were boards. So each window that we placed either had a BB gun or bullet holes, not sure which, um, or um, cracks. And some were completely gone with uh, plywood replacing. And so there wasn't a window that we took out that did not have damage to the glass. Um, and that had been that way for I don't know how long, probably quite a while. So... Great. Well, um, thanks for sharing. Would you stand? And we're just going to dismiss. Um, let me close us in prayer. Um, Father, we, we thank you. We thank you for everything that we heard today. We thank you for... Um, yeah, the gift of your salvation. We thank you for the gift of life with you. And thank you so much that you invite us to um, partner with you in, in your mission, whether that's here in Reading or across the ocean. God, we thank you for the gift of, of sharing with others the hope that we have in you. So God, I pray that this week that um, our lives would, you Holy Spirit would enable us to live lives that declare your worthiness, your worth, and that we would have boldness to live and share the hope that we have in you, God. We love you, Jesus, and we're so grateful for life in you. Um, would we be bold to share it? Um, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, have a great week. God bless you.